Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick. Show. This is a happening place. Uh. It is jumping. All right, guys. Uh, what? I'm trying to fix what? something. So is it not working, Milton? No. Am I on the air? You're on the air, I think. Oh. <laughs> it's. I sound good to me. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep playing with this and see. <laughs> okay, Milton's got that worried look in his eyes. Well, I've I've got it too because I was working with Andrew to. Uh, <laughs> Get ready for a Zoom oh, yeah. program. But, When's that uh, going to be? Well, my, my portion's at the 26th. Okay. And, and so we are trying to get that uh, intact. And okay. Is it uh, is it uh, the GVST monthly meeting? Is that what it is? No, it's GVS. It's a landscape design school. Oh, okay, the big one. Uh, sponsored by the San Antonio Water System and uh, Trinity Glen Rose Water District and the Gardening Volunteers of South Good. Texas. It's the one with the 50 uh, enrollees that uh, we, we wrote an article and then we advertised it uh, one weekend and it's got full up already. <laughs> so you're only taking 50 people? I guess, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and David uh, restricting the numbers here is not making us. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know what the advantage of restricting the numbers is, but uh, of course I'm. I'm just going to talk about plants. I'm not worried about the. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, restricted by the uh, the place that's doing the broadcasting. I mean, there's so, so many per session. Could be. I don't know. So does it cost anything? Oh, yeah. It's a $30, $30 program. And, then of course, there's four handouts, uh, four publications that get mailed to them. So. Okay, good. But why are we talking about it when it's all filled up? Well, because they'll, uh, <laughs> as, as always, the gardening volunteers of South Texas and SAWS and and Trinity Glen Rose will be sponsoring more. They do about uh, uh, one a quarter, I think. And uh, maybe they won't have to do Zoom <laughs> in the future. Maybe we can go back to the... That to would the, be nice. Yeah. I'm ready for that to happen. To, to the uh, in-person presentations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I noticed that uh, Greg Grant's having another Zoom program up. And uh, and his buddy Keith Hatson. Oh yeah. I think Keith's working harder with Greg, or Greg's working harder for well, working Keith harder than he was when he was county agent. Keith Keith Hatson. He used to be down Corpus Christi, and then he went up, went to the good God's country up there, Tyler. And then he's retired, I guess, but. Uh, Looking at Greg's programs, <laughs> Greg's 
happily including him. Yeah, so they they they're having a yeah, Keith, another one. Keith's webinar. a good presenter too. Yeah, he is. Of course, Greg is too. <laughs> but anyway, I printed out my. Uh, did we he- did we hear how many uh, the the big presentation that they were uh, you were advertising for? What uh-uh. the, the inspirational? Oh speakers. yeah, yeah. We didn't get a report yet. Let's on see, that. that's coming up. Uh, it hadn't happened already, had it? The Ma- Master Gardener Convention that we were talking uh-huh. about last weekend. I I checked it and I did take my uh, <laughs> take the announcement down. You know, they said it was going in. The registration was going in on Sunday night, and I think it did. So I hope they got all they were looking for. But uh, anyway, uh, of course, tomorrow is Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Milton, for those of you who are missing Milton, he's he's very upset and worried now. He's got that worried look on his face. And when Milton's oh, worried, I'm worried. The ra- the it's going in and out. <laughs> anyway, I was looking at the sales items for this week. Of course, tomorrow's Mother's Day. And, uh. Well, you'll be happy to know that zinnias are in what? High, high supply along with vincas. <laughs> and some of the best, some, some of the great, best vincas, the pure red ones and yeah. white ones. <laughs> Are, are out there too. Look what Trace did. He put my lunch out here. Yeah, out there. Uh, <laughs> hey, there was. That, yeah, just, he, he, Trace put my. Uh, uh, sounds like Milton's Day got it. Yeah. Daylilies right out here in front of us, which I love to eat. We ought, we ought to sample those and see which one has the sweetest flavor. They taste like cantaloupe, but Good the ones that are are fragrant have the sweetest flavor to the flowers I'm talking about, and uh, they're wonderful to snack on in the in the garden. But uh, I was thinking about uh, the sale items. If I if I had some young lady or old lady that I was going to give something to. Melburger has stepped up, and they've got blue plumbago on sale, which uh, is always a favorite out here. I, I was trying to get Trace to try to figure up how many blue plumbago they sold last year. I mean, they just truckload after truckload, and they, you can see it all over town now. Well, ba- based on the questions that are the uh, inquiries from uh, customers out here while Andrew and I were and Milton, Milton was working on the uh, the equipment uh, uh-huh. roses would have sold oh uh, limes and lemons would have <laughs> sold and uh, I was trying to think of what else uh, this, is kind of, this is kind of sad Kevin look over there it's usually loaded with citrus. 
No citrus. Yeah. But they sold a lot. Yeah, they sold a lot, and people uh, people stocked up. The uh, but anyway, he's got those unusual first ever petite knockout roses on sale. Uh, regularly thirty nine ninety nine. That's damn close to forty dollars. Uh, on sale for thirty four eighty eight or two for sixty dollars. So that's and they're in full bloom. I didn't walk by them coming up here, but uh, they're in full bloom and uh, great for. You know, I never have understood why people give roses for Mother's Day. They're not gonna last. They're going to forget to water them or something, and they're going to shrivel up and die. So why not give a rose plant for Mother's Day? Well, because you got to take care of them. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, the plant will take care of <laughs> it. It lasts longer than the cut flowers. Of course, they, there's probably a number of people that will debate with you whether the Floral selection of roses is uh, more attractive than than the roses you can grow in your own garden. What? They're pretty. It's pretty How hard. dare you? It's I'm pretty hard to beat the floral <laughs> attraction. I'm I'm going to turn the rosarians. Are we uh, on the air? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Milton's back, and he hadn't got that bad face. Of well, I was I was not saying anything because I was I was sure he was going to blame Andrew and I for <laughs> slowing him down up there. We were trying to get that nobody uh, zoomed. Up. Have you noticed nobody's calling because Milton hadn't given the number? <laughs> He's not. Just <laughs> we're not talking. careful, he, we're going to aggravate him again. <laughs> He's settling down. But if if you're mother that you're wanting to buy a gift for uh, is that in deer country, which about what would you say? 60% of our listeners are in deer country? Have to worry about deer eating them? Uh, close, yeah, yeah. The neighborhoods. Yeah. It'd be interesting to do a little uh, survey and see yeah. where, see how many neighborhoods <laughs> have deer. We always think, think of Hollywood Park and uh, out there with Forrest and his medical, deer. Yeah, medic, medical center. Medical center. And uh, my first deer Fair Oaks encounter Ranch. was at uh, Fair Oaks. Out that way. So the, they're pretty well dispersed all, yeah. all the way around the city. Well, I was telling uh, Milton that we have a little adventure in our neighborhood with the deer. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Team of dogs is loose. Uh-oh. And their uh, their main task seems to be to uh, attack the deer. Oh, yeah. And uh, they hunt them with dogs in Louisiana. And these three these three have done uh, <laughs> quite a bit of damage. Uh, what? So we're we, chasing uh, the deer? Yeah, catching the deer too. Catching them? Yeah. Uh, we were uh, but they're they're getting a lot of attention from the animal oh, control. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they they frighten uh, people. Besides, the people get upset by the deer getting injured and and frightened. Uh, 
so many people in that neighborhood walk mm-hmm. their dogs, and then other people from other neighborhoods walk their dogs too. Okay. And, and it's not uh, it's not pleasant when three undisciplined, rather large <laughs> dogs are uh, are running through the neighborhood. It's, it always <laughs> makes me think of Sherlock Holmes, you know. Or, undisciplined? Or, Those dogs are not undisciplined. They are. Chasing deer like they're supposed to do. <laughs> right. Now they were they. I've seen them before months ago too. Uh, so I, somebody took care of them for a while. I did mm. not, not in the neighborhood because. What uh, breed are they? Are they big dogs? They're big dogs. One's a, one's a big uh, big terrier looking. Oh okay. Uh, and then there's uh, oh, the, the 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 usual German Shepherd looking. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and a uh, bit of a herd dog look. Yeah. So are they are they catching them and killing them? The deer, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, I saw one of the dogs this morning, and he looked kind of forlorn. I kind of felt sorry for him. It looked like maybe they'd caught two of them, and he was trying Uh-oh. to figure out <laughs> what to do now. His leadership <laughs> was gone. Yeah. But but it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a co- real complication. Uh, they're nothing simple. Even even people that aren't overly sim- sympathetic for deer like me <laughs> don't don't like the. the you know, that's a natural. That's a natural thing, Kevin. That's nature at work. Well, yeah, but it's a. You could argue, probably argue, whether uh, three uh, w- dogs that are uh, <laughs> not cared for are, are natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they, yeah, of course. I, I don't think I'm. I'm sure that you can't hunt them in Texas with a dog, with a dog. But uh, I know that they do in Louisiana. It makes it makes the meat tough, Calvin, to run them like that. They catch them before you shoot them. Anyway, uh, if you are in a deer neighborhood. Would you want to plant these petite knockout roses? No. No, and hell no. Oh, uh, would you want to plant blue plumbago? That depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. Everywhere I've planted them, they yeah. yeah, in my neighborhood, they get eaten. Oh, yeah. They didn't eat them? They do eat them. Oh, yeah, they do eat them. Yeah. You know, I, I planted some out at my... Uh, daughter's place son-in-law's place and uh they came up on the front porch on the back porch and ate them i didn't (laughs) again i i put some in i put some plants in a container a big big containers right there on the back porch and those deer (laughs) they didn't come up the sidewalk they came they walked the railing to get to those those plants on the porch. So uh, anyway, so what do you do for Mother's Day if you want to give your sweetheart some flowers? You give her a rose bouquet so she can put it in the house. <laughs> but uh, you give her a vinca, a periwinkle, which we have tons of here. And uh, you said they eat zinnias, so. Well, I don't know that they're not not. They uh, uh, don't eat zinc as every, uh, zinnias every place. 
Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I, I was trying to remember last time I planted zinnias out there where they... Zinnias and snapdragons, uh, they don't seem to be much interested in eating them, but they somehow get beat down. Oh, yeah, they walk on them. Yeah, whereas, whereas, you know, your vinca doesn't seem, it seems to be more flexible. Yeah, and you can break some stems off and it'll yeah. make it prettier. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, what we're looking at for Mother's Day, but uh, the vinca's not on sale. But of, uh, they've got a lot of it. A lot of begonias too, which make oh yeah make a, a nice. And people are buying purslane and uh, uh, moss rose. You know the portulaca. Yeah. yeah, I bought. I've got a bunch of moss roses for uh, container plants and for All right. the sun. Let's take a quick break. You you hold listen, those. Listen, Calvin, you hear something? Take a quick hear, break and come back in a moment. Did you hear something? And, uh, the traffic doesn't uh, Yeah. <laughs> we got more of Milford's. He's alive. Yeah. Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is The Answer. But now they only block the sun. They rain and snow on everyone. So many things I would have done. Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210. Well, we're not going to give out the phone number right now because we're having uh, little challenges uh, hearing the station. So we'll figure all that out. But uh, come on out and ask your gardening question in person here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And uh, don't forget, if, you, uh, if there's something bothering you in your home, if there's a pest, a roach, a scorpion, a flea, a rat, you know what? You need to call Spider-Man. Termite and Pest Control. Warren Remy and the gang over there at Spider-Man Termite Pest Control can get rid of all that and keep them out of your house because they look at the problem holistically, meaning they see not only see what will kill them and keep them away, but they also try to uh, make sure that you uh, they stay out because they want to find out where they're coming in. So, uh, yeah. Now, keep, wiggly worms are gone. I know. I think they're, they're gone all over the place now. <laughs> Well, but your uh, advice was, was good. Yeah, we, so. we swept the bodies uh, up yesterday. And and Warren has some of the uh, orange bikinis, orange penguins. Does he? Yeah, he wanted some, so I gave him a couple. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be doing those. Does he eat hot peppers? Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> he can tell us how hot they are. Yeah. If they're hot. So give uh, Warren and Spider-Man a call, 210-656-3721. 210 or online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. Uh, I was looking out over the plants, uh, and I think they still got some uh, Parsons Potent Chili Penguin plants for sale out there, but not a lot of them. They've, they've gone through a lot of them. Yeah, and they got, they've got a lot of different peppers, but you're right, there's yeah, a, yeah. They're, they're not... Uh, Huge supplies of, of any of the varieties. Yeah, the plants, uh, the plants of the penguin pepper, uh, have, have are grown. They're they're looking yeah. nice. And we we mentioned I don't know if we did it on the air that there were the uh, our okras. Yeah, okra transplants. Yep. 
They look good. <laughs> they look real good. And they're Oscar. And they are. There are a, a nice large supply of the Oscar. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, we separate the seed or extract the seed over at our uh, greenhouse, and uh, and I don't know one. I don't know who asks our produ- our uh, plant producers to try Oscar okra, but it must be working pretty good because uh, they've had it for several years now. We give them the seed, and uh, they grow a pretty nice little trench plant. Yeah, they do. And uh, they wouldn't they plant they plant each seed. Well, and Oscar okra, or okra, is one of the few things that they put the seed directly into the pot, because otherwise you wouldn't get a good germination on them, and you would have to rework the flats or the ones that didn't come up. But uh, Oscar comes up pretty good, especially if you soak it overnight. Well, and if you can still, you can still get, uh, I think you can get Oscar okra seed from Millburgers here right. and, and some of the other nurseries. Yeah, they got some. And you can plant it directly in the garden in the row. Oh, yeah. And they, come, they come out. Yeah. And, uh, Jerry, you you advised uh, folks that get that seed that uh, they plant they are generous with the seed, don't uh, spread it out too far because uh, yeah, the German they're at least one year old, and the germination rate right. may not be as high as uh, as we yeah. would like to fill up. Maybe older people. than that. Of course, they. Uh, I did. I went ahead and uh, and it looks to me like I've got, I'm getting a uh, one, at least one plant so far germinating every foot. <laughs> Good. So that you know, there's probably. Uh, you gonna have to thin them. I probably will because there'll be more seed coming. Oh out. yeah, and they're they're from a little seed. They grow a pretty big plant. Well, you'll be happy to know too. I've got the, uh, I planted uh, a few of the uh, back. Oh no! Back what got into you, Calvin? I just uh, you've already know you've already know what's getting ready I, to happen. I've gone ahead and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sharpen my uh, my pruning saw. You're more like your chainsaw. Yeah. And uh, the, because they get so large, we're talking about uh, <laughs> the, the back. What what is the first? Beck's big. Beck's big. Which is, is what one thing we've. I think it, it was uh, at least twelve feet tall in my garden <laughs> a few years ago. Twelve uh, to fifteen feet tall. It's like a small tree. Which is uh, well, we, we might get eight feet uh, out of the. No, oh, yeah. the okra, the other okra. Seed. Oscar, Oscar yeah. okra. Yeah, I got a picture of uh, little Davy Rodriguez when we grew some out at the uh, uh, children's garden, and uh, they they did well out there. Of course, they didn't pick any or many, and uh, let them go to sea because we we've lost Oscar, the guy that used to save us the. But uh, David produced a lot of seed out there and uh, harvested, and he actually had uh, master gardeners uh, extract the seed. Uh-huh. The way I used to send it out was that by the pods. You know, not I didn't shell it out because it's hard oh, to yeah. shell out. Yeah, and that works pretty well. I mean, that's, oh yeah, uh, the germination rate is generally pretty high. 
if it uh, seeds only a year old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, now folks that have uh, in the vegetable garden, uh, uh, potatoes are going strong. Uh, they've uh, been flowering for a couple of weeks, so people can for new. If you like new potatoes, you can go ahead and harvest new yeah. potatoes now, and then you uh, also can leave them in the ground. Uh, and Till the the plant uh, browns, yeah. Uh, unless it starts raining, I mean, if we get another yeah. rainy spell like we did, then you'll probably want to get them harvested pretty quick. And the onions are doing fine. Good. Make, make sure uh, now is kind of a key. Uh, if Growth you, if period. If you got the if you got the onions uh, and you haven't thinned them out, they're probably. <laughs> Smaller. They're, well, and they're t- probably touching each other. And yeah. They're not going to get much bigger. Yeah, they happens. won't get it much bigger once they start touching each yeah. other. So use them up. Use them up. Yeah. And I, I always, I, that's a lesson I have to keep reminding myself, too, because I always end up with more onions than, than we can use, <laughs> you know, and I pile them up on the picnic table yeah. in the shade. And uh, <laughs> so you... Those vegetables, uh, use them. If you've got a use for them, go ahead and use them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's likely not to ever get used. Yeah, I think are. you can freeze onions. And I think... Uh, well, you can store, sure, yeah. store them in bags if you've got a place, in, especially in the air conditioning. Well, yeah. But, and I was getting ready to say about your piling them up on the table. I don't know, Calvin, you better... You better find a place that you can separate them just a little bit. Well, I've, I've cut, because they're rot. Well, I've cut back the numbers. I generally have a pretty, uh, <laughs> the neighborhood, uh, my neighbors uh, generally uh, share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, and uh, if you put them, pile them up like that, or put them not apart, separate them. Uh, they will rot. Every now and then one will oh, rot. Yeah. Well, and how do you tell if they've rotted, Calvin? There'll be buzzards circling over those onions. They're stinking they, so bad. Mush, they mush a bit. <laughs> uh, but, the, but the problem with onions, uh, most most people don't want to take uh, 10 or 12 at a time. You know, they say, oh, yeah, I'll take one or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, this whole table's full of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, did you see which ones uh, look like they're doing the best as far as sizing is concerned? Yeah, the uh, I I planted uh, one of the 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 ten fifteen the red varieties the did, red creel the red creel and then uh, the the improved version of the ten fifteen yeah uh, that that one is is uh, bigger than the red creel is it yeah good much faster grower than okay. it seems to be. <laughs> well, they're they're fun to grow. Uh, and again, they're attractive too. Yeah, because uh, they they are pretty uniform if you put put them in a raised bed mm-hmm. or in a big container. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Versus used to have a the farmer died of sixteen oh four and uh, around Von Army. Uh, they said the only thing. That ever outsold a tomato, their tomatoes that they harvest, uh-huh. grow and harvest, was a, is an onion. Because 
Because people like fresh onion. Well, and I, we uh, have to bring it to Billy's attention that there's a number of other gardeners whose uh, uh, tomatoes or rodeo tomatoes are are close to starting to. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the uh, the chairs. uh, Yeah, PHN 968s are looking good, just pretty much like Billy's uh, photos. And also our uh, crush, uh, Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush. They're they're going strong, and uh, <laughs> the larger tomato the larger tomatoes are are enjoying this weather too. Good. Don't uh, forget uh, to uh, fertilize them enough. Oh yeah. With the gardeners out there, because I, I know a lot of people are talking about how big the plants are and they got a lot of fruit on there, but. Uh, doesn't take them long to use up the nitrogen. If they're, oh, if yeah. they're Do you see any bloom buds on your uh, onions? No, not a one. Wow. Not a one. <laughs> I would think after that silly cold weather we've had and off and on uh, that you, you they would bolt or flower. Wow. Now, I don't have, uh, I don't have anything... That's bigger than a golf, oh, a golf okay. ball. Oh, They can still. Yeah, bowl. which surprises me a little bit because it's it's uh, May already, <laughs> and in past years I've harvested quite often harvested the onions in uh, after the middle of May. Well, you've been looking at them too much, Calvin. I guess so. I you've guess you've so. stunted their growth by peering at them. I have to admit that I <laughs> make a I wander around. Yeah. Every day to look at most of the vegetables and flowers. <laughs> How are you, your stuff doing, Milton? Um, lots of the Ruby Crush. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll you got take... fruit on it? Oh, gosh, yeah. You got leaves on it? Yeah. <laughs> Hold the whole shebang. <laughs> um, that's about it. <laughs> that, that's, that's the report. Um, that's the only Ruby Crush is the only one thing you had? From a vegetable standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you were lucky and to get plants this year. Yeah, I know. It's in a container, and it's it's going gangbusters. Yeah, good. So everybody will be eating fresh tomatoes here in, what, uh, what about two weeks, I guess? Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. And the Especially Ruby, Billy. Yeah, the Ruby Crush and the Vietchen 968s. A couple of weeks. And then you'll say... Why did I plant this? Uh, <laughs> now this I've got to try to pick this. This time of the year is always a, uh, a dilemma for somebody like me that loves zinnias. Yeah. Because the snapdragons, even the, even though they were hit hard by the freeze, yeah. they, they recovered and they're full of blooms. All right. And the zinnias want to blo- are blooming too, <laughs> so you're, they're kind of uh, competing for space. Have you but, seen any hummingbirds yet? Oh, yeah. Zara? Uh, yeah. Good. In fact, I saw some uh, this morning here at Millber- Millburgers. Oh. Okay. The, the one thing that's going to happen, uh, I suspect, almost immediately uh, with snapdragons, you know, they look really good. Yeah. But the minute that... Uh, Hot weather? That, yeah. The, is it a, the bacteria? Or oh, the, the powdery mildew? No, uh, it's not powdery mildew. It's uh, rust. Oh, rust hits them. Yeah, hit, rust hits them, and then they're, they quit blooming, and then they Daily. decline really often. I mean, no, uh, snapdragons, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so 
So if you're if you're faced with that dilemma of should I pull my Snapdragons now that we've got all these wonderful uh, the nurseries have all these wonderful zinnias and uh, zinnias that people have planted are blooming too. But uh, just uh, be a little patient because I, I, I suspect in a few days those snapdragons with this heat are going to show. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to say it, rust. but I drove driving up here today. I drove by my neighbors who last year planted a proud of Barbados, which I had thought would be killed dead or doornet. And uh, they've got a good, got to some good growth on there. Mm. Last year planted proud of Barbados. But uh, so I guess they may even bloom this year. Gosh, I, I hate that. that uh, <laughs> Neil was right. Huh? Yeah. But anyway. And uh, the uh, Esperanzas are, are uh, the foliage is, is going strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they came up real fast. Now, if I don't, my, my fire bush, of course, I only have one in a container, but and then some that have under the shade uh my fire bush isn't doing much yet but we always expect that to be real yeah there uh, especially in the cooler spring i wonder about theralis too my theralis isn't uh surprised me a little bit that it's not keeping up to the slow yeah yeah uh yeah when we (laughs) first put uh that's a I don't, I don't know if they've got any or not, but uh, that's a deer-resistant plant, Oh, too. gosh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Duranta is, was hit pretty hard with the freeze. I can't. I, I didn't notice if it started to sprout yet. Yeah, before we put those on the market, uh, I had my man Forrest Appleton plant some over at Hollywood Park, see if the deer would eat them. And, uh, of course... And then after after we found out which ones the deer would eat, uh, we we did, we took on the mission to see if it's better to cut them down to the ground. And so we had thrialis, and uh, we cut them. We cut one, half of them down to the ground, and uh, left the remaining living stems up. On some half of, and uh, of course the ones with the living stems uh, leafed out earlier, but the ones that we cut off to the ground grew a better plant, much better plant, and caught up with the one. Because uh-huh. when they, when which they, one bloomed faster? Both the same? Uh, I think the about the same time. Uh-huh. Because uh, you would expect the ones that uh, had the most. Uh, wood on them yeah. would grow, but uh, it's just better to cut those things down. Like uh, salvia grega is another one that need to be cut to the ground, and you're not gonna kill it. You're not gonna kill those things. Now the the summer salvia, the uh, Mexican bush sage, and uh, our other salvias are going blooming pretty strong. Oh yeah, yeah, they look good. Saying the uh, lantanas have started mm. to bloom. Uh, <laughs> the new gold, especially because that's where I saw the hummingbirds. Uh, oh, is that right? And the butter butterflies are uh, are moving in too. Yeah. I I was watching to see if I could uh, my purple martins 
were harvesting any of the butterflies that I was that were in the flower oh. garden, but I I didn't see them. They were flying close together, and the martins are collecting uh, nesting materials, oh, which good. I was happy to see. <laughs> I was a little nervous about that. It was getting kind of late, I thought, but they're always so slow. But they're efficient once they start. They, mm-hmm. they get their nests built. They get those eggs laid and uh, <laughs> young, young uh, hatched and sent on their way. So, I don't want you tearing up those nests until they hatch out, Calvin, like you do the sparrows. Yeah, I. Uh, it's, uh, sparrows kind of don't eat butterflies, by the way. No, they don't. They'll eat. Uh, seeds yeah see i mean i can't find anything wrong with these sparrows you try but now you uh, <laughs> all right we're going to take a quick break while we do give us a call too well don't don't give us a call right now because we may not be able to hear you we're trying to fix something <laughs> but uh anyway we're here live at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road milton glick dr calvin finch dr jerry parsons back after this on 9 30 a.m the answer Live from Wilburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Lots of folks out here today doing some shopping and getting all kinds of wide variety of different things. from Buying small... a lot of Mother's Day stuff. Yeah, Mother's Day is tomorrow. So uh, it's uh, time to get your mom something nice from Millburgers. <laughs> hey, uh, again, want to talk to you about uh, Deck and Patio Care real quick. Go to deckandpatiocare.com. I always mention the fact uh, that Barry Hagendorf has been doing this since 1986 and makes the statement your deck really can look new again. Well, the proof is in the pictures, and if you go to deckandpatiocare.com, you'll Gosh, see... Gosh, that might be a nice Mother's Day present. Oh, yeah, to, to have it. Yep, that would be nice, actually. Yeah. To, because Even if, you, even if you, you just do a little card, you know, and say... Yeah, got a gift coming to you. We're going to redo the deck. Yeah. And, uh, or he can power wash the deck and uh, type Happy Mother's Day on it. With Maybe the power so. Washer. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to ask him if he can do that. <laughs> but, um, I know it can do with concrete. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you uh, go to go to the website, deckandpatiocare.com, and see what's uh, what can be done to that deck that looks gray and yucky, uh, it's deckandpatiocare, deckandpatiocare.com uh, is where you'll learn more about that. All right. Uh, I've given everybody and will continue to give everybody a kind of a gift because uh and we did it last weekend well last weekend artichoke i didn't <laughs> no, i didn't get mentioned it never gonna see those i don't think. never gonna see that i think i ate them uh <laughs> but anyway uh since nobody has sent me many pictures of the blue bonnets uh dr dan Lineberger who is retired, the retired professor and department head of horticulture science over at College Station. Still alive, I take it, yeah? Yeah. And uh, he retired this year, I guess in December, and had been awarded the, uh, after retirement, he got the, uh, 
yes. recognition of being given the... Uh, Did they say, we're so happy to see you go? Or yeah, what? yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the recognition from Texas A&M about his work. Uh, but anyway, uh, he sent me some pictures uh, this year of maroon blue bomb. And I think they're best I've ever seen. Huh. They're the best I've ever seen. And so uh, he allowed me, he sent me the large uh, format pictures, and he let me uh, take them. He sent, he, uh, <laughs> he's a computer guy, and uh, he fig- figured out a way that I could uh, download those pictures and put them on plantanswers.com. Oh, I thought he was, gave you the seed. <laughs> no. And uh, they were grown in the A&M gardens over there. They're new ah. gardens that they have over there. And so I put them on, uh, on the pros behind plant ants. Were there some oranges, too? There was some orange ones, too? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, they, might have, they might have not gotten transmitted. Mm. Gosh, they got mm. lost in the mix. Yeah, yeah I got lost in the email. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they're on the front page of plantanswers.com, and to the, down to the left after you open your uh, front page, and below below all the search engines. And uh, we talk about the pros behind plantanswers, and we got my name and Calvin's name and Greg Grant's name. And then, and articles. And then we put Dr. Dan Lineberger in there. So click on that. And I've got the uh, best photos of maroon blue bonnets on earth. Huh. Now, the reason, <laughs> the reason I, I wanted the large formatted picture was so people, you know, if they want to use them in the newspaper, or they even use them on these plant labels that you see out, yeah. out here. So uh, I had my webmaster uh, put a small one on there when you click on it, and then have it, when you click on the picture, it gives you the large format picture. So when newspapers call or or they need a label or something, uh, we can refer them to that site. But uh, the sad thing about it is Dr. Lineberger, and much to my dismay, Neil Sperry have quit using their big, nice digital cameras uh, and started using their telephone. You know the telephone. And these pictures are spectacular pictures were taken with his phone, telephone, his, oh, well, mobile phone. And well, Neil says he's changing over to uh, that, too. I, uh, Milton, was it you that communicated with me on the, or maybe it was uh, Bart, the, uh, we had somebody complaining about the, uh, uh, <laughs> the in their lawn, uh, the lilies, rain lilies. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should have said, uh, rain lilies in my yard were on the slope, mm-hmm. you know, and after that, all that dry weather. Oh, and, yeah. And they just were spectacular. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I always want a picture of them, and I want them thick. 
And the rain lilies kind of, they come up, they're sparse. Yeah, they're... But yeah. I've seen some stands in the last week that thick as hair on a dog's back. All yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right, because these pictures, uh, you know, it was just, looked to me like they were just wall to wall. Yeah, you know, yeah. But when you look at these pictures, you know, they're, they're kind of uh, <laughs> spread up, you know. Like oh, Bart took those? Oh, you took them. Oh, yeah. They are thick. Huh? Okay. And those, and, uh, the thing about rain lilies, as we discussed, uh, they are automatic. Oh, yeah. They're doing this all themselves, and they're, you don't have to fertilize them. You don't but have some to people don't like all those flowers coming yeah, up in their yard. It's in the way of that grass. Uh, <laughs> any any oxblood lilies yet? No, no. I, I haven't no. seen. Mine. I haven't seen many either. No, no, not mine. Haven't bloomed yet. Mm-hmm. Fully. They're they're usually in the summer, in the middle of the. Oh, summer. are they? Oh, okay. Well, they. Well, they're, they're sometimes. It depends on the rain. Yeah, what times? It's May. Sometimes they'll, if the moisture was right, which uh, at least in the fall we'll see them. I hope. Yeah, that distant picture you have is. Uh, uh, they they look thick in that distant picture. I think they're. I bet that I bet that little lady that called in. Uh, oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> I I bet that little lady that called go. in may be rethinking her day. Her. I don't know. Did I'll bet it, I'll bet even Evelyn would like these. Even things. Evelyn would like this? No, she sticks with the her horse. <laughs> Also, for a Mother's Day treat, I had my webmaster, after he took down the uh, <laughs> the uh, information about the uh, Master Gardener Conference that was over, registration was over last Sunday at midnight, I had him put up a deal that uh, a song and... Uh, some information about uh, one of Jeremy's, my son's, uh, songs. So the song is up there. You can listen to it and uh, hear Jeremy talk about the good old days. That's the name of the song. Now, that was that was uh, uh, spawned or, or, rec- or brought to mind, and he got the idea to write the song. From a from a old old hardware store, hmm. I, I, a lot of the old timers, and, and even even there there was a there was a hardware store that when we moved to Leon Valley, it's called Mandry's. I think it's out, it went out of business, but it had it was one of those old timey uh, hardware stores that had everything. You know, and it would sell you two nails or any, anything that you were looking for unusual. And that's the way it was uh, in Somerville, where we live, that stimulated Jeremy's song about good old days. And so, uh, and that, what brought it to mind was uh, I take the local paper there in uh, Somerville, and uh, that, uh, that older man uh, that started the store, died uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, uh, we were looking at 
his picture and the write-up on it. So uh, you might want to give that a listen if you got a web, got a, a computer. Uh, and how's the uh, contest going? Can you talk about it? Uh, the Kerrville yeah. Festival. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's uh, been selected out of 400 or more uh, contestants in the top 12, and he's in the top 12. Uh, so I don't know whether they're going to let that top 12 sing into Kerrville Festival. Or oh, maybe or in not. Folk Life and uh, Kerrville Folk Fest? Yeah, but they requested, uh, the Kerrville Festival requested a video of Jeremy singing two of his songs. So uh, he sent that in last week. Do you do any singing still? Man. No, no more singing for me. Oh, oh. that's a shame because you do—you did so well on that musical. Uh, shut us right down. <laughs> shut right down. <laughs> did uh, Did you make any record, Commissioner? No, we. I don't know if we recorded the show or not. Uh. We should have. Uh, yeah, we. My one singing debut. We could we could have played that as our intro music. Yeah. We should have had everybody do the. Uh, there you go. Uh, but anyway, on. On Mother's Day, I always think of Calvin's mother for some reason. The way Calvin I always turned that little lady against me <laughs> with that article. <laughs> you laugh now, but Calvin used to bring his, his mother to the radio show, and she would quietly sit over there, and we'd talk sometimes. And uh, the first... I guess the first year or two, we were on pretty good terms. And then I noticed that she wouldn't talk to me anymore. And he had a kind of mad face on his face. And come to find out, Calvin had written a derogatory uh, article about himself and put my name on Hmm. And it she, was a, actually a critique of, uh, uh, of the horticulturists <laughs> that were on the media. And, and, uh, and, it was, and she didn't like what I said about her little boy. <laughs> I don't blame her. She's his mom. No. <laughs> but she, I think Calvin finally told her that he had written it. And so she forgot. Well, it was Jerry's column. No. Well, but Jerry... Jerry sometimes got too busy to get yeah. the column to meet the deadline, so I would. Isn't it? Wasn't that in a sign? Oh, where was that? Published. Uh, either Scion or Sag. Yeah. San Antonio yeah. Uh, Gardner. Yeah. Well, hang on a sec. we got to take a quick break, and uh, we encourage you to come on out to Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road and come visit with us. And, uh, lots of folks are out here doing shopping and. Getting lots of nice stuff, so come on out and visit with us. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment the, um, on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The mood is a little more yes. relaxed than it We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, prettiest nursery in town as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, <laughs> some great stuff from uh, looking out there, the begonias. and You say we have a couple zinnias? A few. A few, a few uh, thousand. And uh, lots of uh, nice vincas. I noticed, too, that the uh, they got in some of the uh, the bright red and the white, pure white uh, vincas. Oh, good. Yeah, they're, 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 they're uh, the coras, I suspect. I think they're also growing some of those uh, uh, vine, not vining. Uh, oh, the spread, the, ones the lower ones. Lower, yeah, 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 the ones that stay low. Uh-huh. A lot of people like to use those for hanging baskets or in, uh, on shelves. Uh, they're to, the, they're to the grow ones. Grow over the side. Some of those that are here at Mill Rivers are the ones that did so well last uh, last summer. Yeah. Uh, and then pentas. Gosh, I, yeah, I went well on pentas this year and uh, went to plant them in the shade. They're, they're yeah. bright red, pink, lavender, white. They they take a long time to grow, too. Uh, I was looking over my uh, Texas Superstar list, <laughs> which I kept, and uh, I noticed that they've got Pavonia, that little rock rose. Yeah. See it over there blooming right. the pink? I think that's the for this month. Really? <laughs> I'll have to look to make I mean, sure. the, the, where... The, Generally, we haven't gotten anything. Yeah, on. generally David uh, says, "Will you promote this?" Yeah, uh, but that's a that's a nice nice plant. Uh, yeah, and he got some blooming here. If you're if you're one of the but- butterfly uh, folks, that that they really go for the pavonia. April, uh, and it's a real drought tolerant plant too. The rock rose is the Texas superstar promotion for April. Wow. I say we're in April now. Yeah, but I'll bet no, we're not. <laughs> but I'll I'll bet that was part of the issue with uh, the wholesale nurseries being could be that it just uh, kind of got lost in the in the shuffle of trying to come <laughs> up with a reasonable supply situation. Now, I'm working with a lady in Kerrville uh, who has found a. Uh, I was I was gonna call it maroon, but she quickly told me that it was not maroon; it was crimson. And uh, she's from Alabama. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> the crimson, uh, uh, the yeah, Morocco. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Ah, that's unusual. And. Uh, She's given me some seed. She tried to get it done commercially, but uh, hadn't had much luck. The bloom is a little bit smaller, but I was out there taking pictures of it in Kerrville. I was out there taking pictures of it, and the bees were all over that thing. So it must have a, a good uh, nectar source yeah. or something. The pollinators like it. Yeah. Yeah, I know the butterflies like it, too. So. Oh, yeah. And uh, they call it rock rose. There's a lot of you see a lot of it in uh, uh, rock gardens, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it seems to be. It does well in a whole like if you got a slope with real thin soil on it or uh, rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do very well. But <laughs> say next to a, 
uh, pathway or flagstone walk. Oh, yeah. Look very nice. But uh, to keep everybody up to date, Calvin, for May, this is May now, right? Yes. <laughs> Black stockings, naptor grass. Napier. N A P I E R. Grass. Is a promotion for May. I'm not going to be ha- able to help you on that one, Kevin. As far as pictures and what is it called again? Can, it's called black stockings, like the ladies wear. Napper, napper, N A P I E R. Napier. Grass. The P or a B? P. Napier, I guess. N A P I E R. Napier. Grass, and that's supposed to be for uh, May. Oh, wait a minute. There's another. There's several for May. Uh, and we're in May, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rosemary BBQ skewers. Rosemary BBQ barbecue mm-hmm. skewers. What does that mean? <laughs> That's what you barbecue on. It's a rose stem. Oh, okay. I mean, a, a rosemary stem that you barbecue on. It's called Glorizadita. G-O-R-I-Z-I-A. <laughs> I don't know. And then also, and this is good. Ornamental sweet potato. Oh, gosh, yeah. And we've sold a lot of that uh, now. I don't see any. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, well, they've probably taken through in the greenhouse over the winter because they are we're yeah, well, that's freeze. Me. Help me remember to ask somebody if they've got any. So you yeah. don't want to write about it if we <laughs> not Yeah, available. you know, the, the, the yellow one. Yeah, yellow, yeah, Ye- yellow greenish. Yeah, uh, has always surprised me because uh, they don't burn up in the sun. Yeah, you know a lot of people are using them as, as entrance. To oh, the, I like the plant. It's a good yeah, plant. Yeah, full sun or uh, shade. It, or then there's a, and it it sometimes comes back every year. Yeah, which I'm trying to remember it. which color comes back. I think that green one does. Yeah. Rather than the maroon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've got several color variants. So I imagine they'll show up. <laughs> what I always remember about that, that's be, be, been made a Texas superstar now. But uh, back when I was... Little? Uh, no, when I was on the board... Uh, we were talking about, uh, well, Greg Grant said that that's the fastest coming up uh, ornamental plant that's available. And we were going to make it a Texas superstar. He wanted to. And then <laughs> we were about, that was about, that's been 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, then. Uh, we had a guy from East Texas on the panel, 
or at least heard that we were thinking about doing that sweet potato and uh, protested and said that uh, you can't make it a Texas superstar because it can't be grown. In other words, sweet potatoes, slips or plants that's grown uh, south of a line that runs through uh, up Highway 90, I guess, uh, cannot be shipped north of that line because uh, of the sweet potato weevil, which affects our dwindling sweet potato industry <laughs> in East Texas. Even the ornamentals. Yeah. So uh, so they, they said, well, you know, you're going to get all sort of legal problems if you do that. Well, Greg was right, and that thing is all over the country now. And I don't guess they've had any any legal issues with it, but uh, we had to drop it back then. Hmm. But I I think David Rodriguez and Larry Stein just said to hell with that and uh, made it a Texas superstar. Because it's a good plan. We haven't heard from David in a while, have we? Uh, I don't know if he's still alive or not. Huh. You know, after that marriage, he just kind of dropped off the... Yeah, well, maybe that... That's a maybe good sign that's, if maybe, maybe keeping him occupied. Maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah. Is he too old to have kids? Huh? Is he? Is yeah, he's he way too old. She may not be too old. But. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let me see. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Well, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun. It'd be fun now we, uh, as we get... Uh, I guess as the summer progresses, we may get more and more personal uh, programs that we don't have to do all the yeah. the Zooms. It'll they're be they're fun doing a lot yeah. of Zoom yeah. programs, he and Molly. Yeah, they are, they're, they did a good job on their Zoom program. But uh, I'm looking at that okra and getting more and more impressed at that transplant. Who would have ever thought, well, and start, sitting right by that is squash. So who... <laughs> Who would have ever thought that we'd be selling okra yeah. and squash transplants? Which one is it? Uh, the the okra is the short one. On oh, the okay. Front. The one with the yellow blooms on it. Oh, okay. There's, a, what, three or four trays up up on the table, but then there's a, at least as many oh, yeah. underneath. Yeah. But that okra... You wouldn't think you would transplant okra because it's got such a uh, big taproot. But that Oscar okra is a smaller okra, and it looks like it's well adapted to. Uh, uh, they got them in uh, four and a half inch. I and think. they're real uniform uh, seedlings, yeah. too, which is yeah. always nice. So uh, <laughs> we've come a long way. I remember I got some feet, some uh, blowback uh, when we were talking about growing spinach transplants. Because some of our competition said, well, why would you buy a spinach transplant when you could just plant the seed? Because well, the seed don't come up uniformly. Yeah, well, I <laughs> always said, well, I guess I just not good with it because i never had much luck with the spinach seed yeah here. yeah right up north it was a little easier but but uh that's 
In fact, the owner of the transplant uh, company, uh, you know, he would he would do almost anything for me. But uh, when I said we were going to grow some spinach, he kind of hesitated because he was thinking of the uh, he was comparing spinach with uh, collards, mustard, yeah. stuff like that's grown in East Texas. But spinach is a whole different animal as far as rapid of growth, which a, a transplant producer has to keep in mind so it won't be overgrown in the nursery. But uh, he started that. He, he grew some spinach, spinach. And the neat thing about that spinach is we got him the hybrid seed, which has disease resistance and uh, everything else. And that thing is taken off by itself. I mean... After the first promotion, we not had to do another one. Yeah, and it's uh, so much easier to get a good production out of it with uh, those transplants than oh yeah than trying to grow it by seed. Yeah, but you can, you can do it, and there's gardeners that are very successful at it. But it, they get kind of be a real alert to the timing and the weather and uh, the right seed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> the seed is is very cheap. Uh, it's about uh, the big chunks. Yeah, they they. <laughs> uh, in fact, Dr. Larry Stein gets the seed from the commercial producers who buy it, fifty-pound bag, forty-pound bag, you know. So he just gets a little. Now that seed is expensive compared to a field, field-grown crop, but because it's hybridized, but. Uh, Anyway, we get the best spinach for our people. Even though we lost coho, the first one, the mm. first spinach. Yeah, that was always a nice plant. Yeah, I remember D. Emery, <laughs> the one that threw me in with these master gardeners <laughs> at your in instruction. Uh, he, she loved coho. Well, did you hear that? He just admitted that he was no. a little <laughs> difficult to deal with there at yeah. the beginning. We had a... Uh, had to put together a team to uh, <laughs> work and manipulate Jerry. And the meanest woman in South Texas to operate, do the operation. Yeah, she appreciated him. <laughs> he was, uh, he was uh, of course, she knew she was a good horticulturist. And, uh, yeah. And uh, he was, uh, she could entertain him. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, but the problem we had with her is... Uh, she would always want to take home the weeds, like uh, hackberry seedlings mm. and uh, anything that we pulled up, she would take home and plant in her garden. Regardless of us telling her, that's a weed. No, <laughs> leave it alone. We've, been, we've had a lot of great uh, volunteers. <laughs> and uh, one of the thing about Dee was the, she was one of the best at uh, a project uh, oh, manager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she would get the, and once uh, she was a little, seemed a little grumpy at times. But <laughs> once, once people at got, times were, worked with her, <laughs> they they would always want to go back and work with her because she yeah. did such a good job and and supervised so well. Yeah, we put she put together a lot of good volunteers. Oh. She, she would call and and arrange for the volunteers. Yeah, and, and uh, we don't have that anymore. 
I'd call her and I'd give her the particulars of the address and yeah. what the project should look like and everything. And she, then uh, a week before the team was supposed to be there, she'd have it all assembled. And <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I miss her. Even though she was sometimes mean to me. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, and she'd give me mother-like I, looks. When we... You're just so sorry because you never deserved it. <laughs> did you, did I you? can't imagine. I didn't think I did. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a break, and uh, we encourage you to come on out to Millburgers and uh, visit with us. We're at 1604 on Bull Road. Go to com to find out about all the things that are on special. And uh, also, uh, yeah, come on out here at 1604 on Bull Road to ask your gardening questions. Back in a moment. Milton Glick with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and this is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. So your a report is that you have there's some growing back, huh? Yeah. Good. Even the ones that planted last year. I saw somebody uh, post on Facebook. They had taken a picture of their fire bush. Uh, they were digging it out. And then they saw down at the roots, they are down at the bottom, that they saw some growth. Sprouts, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, that don't, don't we, give up on flower bush. Yeah, when we were promoting it years ago, mm-hmm. well, Jerry tells this story quite often, but the uh, it was always so slow to start. But once it started oh, in the yeah. summer, look out, because it really uh, <laughs> took off. But didn't we didn't we try to we planted blue bonnets with with it? <laughs> or no, that was uh, pansies yeah, and blue right, bonnets. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, real quick reminder: uh, if you're looking for another place to get a great Mother's Day gift, Wild Birds Unlimited would be a perfect place to go today at Hebner and Northwest Military. Visit Kyle or Bill or the rest of the folks over there. They'll help you create whatever you're trying to create for mom. And this will be another one of those gifts that could last a lifetime in terms of. Uh, how much uh, she enjoys it, whether it's hummingbird feeders or uh, bird house or seed or bird baths. Yeah, yeah, hummingbird feeder. This uh, that's a that's are a they great real, one. Are they real active? Yes. Now? Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty strong. Saw some. I was telling Jerry, I saw some this mor- this morning here at the nursery. Well, yeah, we get them because of the I think because the water and then of course all the plants. And so. don't don't be worried that you put up a swallow house. I mean. Uh, Martin. Martin out. And you don't get Martins this year. Just go ahead and put up the house, and guess what you'll get? Sparrows. Disappointment? <laughs> no, you're getting sparrows. And uh, they're much more versatile than We don't get Martins. a single call on sparrow houses. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Just one person seems to be on that. But, yeah, they can, they'll help. They'll even, you know, kind of sit with you if you're thinking, okay, what should I get? What's a good idea? Uh, chances are they'll just ask you some questions and give you some great ideas. At Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military. I don't think, what? as far as I can tell, uh, the staff all loves birds and various oh, gosh, birds. Yeah. But I 
don't think I've ever re remembered any of them uh, promoting the idea of encouraging English sparrows. No. And isn't that a shame? Not so much. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Jerry, Jerry wants the to send them to rehab, you know, <laughs> yeah. sensitivity sparrows training. Sparrows are just trying to make it. All right. Well, you well, go. You go talk to Kyle. Successful. Kyle, I promise you, will know exactly where that recommendation came from <laughs> when you go talk to him at Wild Birds Unlimited, there Northwest Military, and Hebner Road, two one zero four seven nine Bird, two one zero four seven nine B I R D. And right. you don't have to encourage those sparrows, you know. No. You don't have to worry about when to put the box up, when to take the box out. They're going to be there all year. Those martins, they come you, you and they, they need, come and they go. You need to open Sparrows Unlimited. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Open up your own place. <laughs> and we can use the seed that's already available. Have you ever talked to Mark, by the way, about the, his uh, take on the Oak Book? No. Okay. Just, he's disappeared. I don't know what uh, happened to him. Did uh, Mark get married? I don't. <laughs> as far as I know, I don't think so. All right. But, I'm uh, just wondering. Yeah, that, that, that was uh, one topic was the oaks. Then he's also he's part of the uh, landscape design school too. Yeah. Oh, when is that? Talking. I know. I know that that you can't register. It's, for, it's Monday. It starts it on the tenth. It starts on Monday. Okay. It's on Monday and Wednesdays from ten thirty uh, to noon, and starts on the tenth, and then goes for three weeks. The last presentation is twenty sixth. And that's the that's the one I give about uh, plants. Mark's in there sometime. In between. Uh, and uh, you'll be inspirational, I understand, or is that someplace else? No, we're we're uh, You're not inspirational. We haven't promised any inspirational. <laughs> we, we promised uh, good information about uh, designing a uh, uh, easy to use and uh, successful landscape. There you go. Cool. All right. Uh, people are hungry for that information. Yeah, I think this year, past two years, I think more people have gotten out there and are doing more gardening. And yeah. Cherry, you'll be happy to know that I've got a por major portion of my presentation that talks about the uh, uh, hollies. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, won't mention viburnum. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you, you at least you learn, Calvin. Uh, maybe, maybe other people, <laughs> I, I can't badmouth Pittosporums too much because we sell a lot here. But uh, I, th I think if you're a seasoned San Antonio person and have seen the freeze of uh, 83, freeze of 89, and then this last Is that seasoned have. the same as an old person, Milton? I don't know. If you're seasoned. Oh, if you're seasoned. 83 <laughs> and 89, that's. If you have salt and pepper How many years? Is that 40 years? 20? Well. 20? Four? Yeah, that's nearly 40 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, you got a birthday coming up here pretty soon, don't you? I do, in June, yeah. Oh, okay. Then he gets, his be he gets to be as old as I am now. Uh, are you having, Not yet, though. Yeah. I want to go ahead and remind people that these... Uh, you got talking to your they, microphone. These daylilies. <laughs> these daylilies sitting out here in front of us. The bloom only lasts one day. Well, and they're, 
Don't even, I don't even know if they should think about it because they're so close to Jerry. Jerry yeah. will yeah. be scarfing them up, eating them. But I'm thinking that maybe by the time this show's over, or right after it's over, those blooms are going to be gone. I, uh, I would, Unless Trace it comes would up be, here. yeah, it would be, it would be quite a thing to watch. Trace watch Jerry yeah. eat those, <laughs> those blooms I off there. happy. You know, even uh, if Dave, Jerry, even if Jerry, with a mouthful of uh, daylily blooms, <laughs> even if he said, they're going to fall off at the end of the day. <laughs> That's anyway. right, right. And you can, if you look at them, you can see the older blooms on those yellow orange ones. Do they taste as good as the young blooms? I never have eaten a shriveled one. I always get a fresh bloom, much to Trace's uh, dismay. I, I notice he usually tries to hide them. Yeah, he usually yeah. does. This is kind of kind of a bowl of yeah, him. Yeah, put them right here in front. I'd be of a little you. suspicious, Jerry. <laughs> Think they might be poisonous yeah, or no. daily. Uh, are you getting any queries about uh, the oak trees? The way they look after the freeze. What trees? Oak. Live oh. oak. Just you know, they look. They look. Well, just those, like uh, Texas red oaks, or some of them have those kind of bunches. Yeah, of, right. Of uh, leaf starts, but mine st- really started out that that way, where they've got the th- close to the trunk, but they've really uh, spread out, and oh, they, okay. they almost look normal. <laughs> another thing is the another thing that's done that is the Mexican. Uh, uh, Olive. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, but they're filling in just like. Oh, great. Uh, they had a, a, a group get together of uh, foresters and uh, um, tree people, arborists, and uh, they had a discussion about uh, what to do about these uh, oak trees not leafing out and not looking full like they usually do and uh, uh, basically all all of them said just wait just wait don't don't be any don't be cutting them down or anything thinking it's oak wilt or something like that because uh, as Calvin is seeing in his they're beginning to fill out a little bit and folks, uh, I know a number of folks have uh, fertilized. Oh, yeah. Which wouldn't hurt anything, mm-hmm. but it's not the most efficient time to fertilize them when they're in that kind of a state. And the fertilizer is on sale, of course. Yeah, 19.59. Slow-release lawn fertilizer. 50% slow-release with 4% iron and one, oh, 12% sulfur, I guess. I use that uh for gosh, I use it for everything. I used it in my flower bed and the zinnias. Oh yeah, and uh, used it for the uh, okra. I don't, don't use much <laughs> fertilizer for okra, but you're gonna have to get a helicopter to yeah, harvest that Bex okra um, <laughs> if you fertilize. It. I didn't fertilize that, <laughs> and they they got it. Uh, the fertilizer's gone up this year. I'll say uh, the. Uh, Fertilizer is uh, regularly thirty four ninety nine. It's almost thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, two for sixty dollars. 
That's, if you buy two, you get them for sixty dollars. That's eighty pounds of yeah fertilizer. Now the neat thing about this, you may not need all that on your lawn, but this is a fertilizer. If you keep it dry, uh, you can use it to side dress uh, your flowers and everything that you grow. Vegetable garden. Yeah, vegetable garden. I think that. Uh, and the nice thing about 50% slow-release nitrogen is that most people can't burn a plant. I've never seen, maybe we'll, we, we can't take calls, right, man? Not right now. Okay, good. I'll make this statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've never seen a plant burn up or killed oh, from the with slow-release fertilizer. Well, that's good. And I've used it profusely. Copious amounts. Copious amounts. Uh, and, uh, and the reason it doesn't burn, well, when we tell people, and have they, we've seen this for years and years, had to take ammonium sulfate, quit recommending it, because it's immediate release nitrogen, and <laughs> people will kill their tomatoes with it and everything. All you yeah. got to do, you had to do that with that, is get near that tomato base. Yeah. And there's <laughs> burn, burn right through there. But you cannot do that with this 50% slow release. Yeah, gosh, yeah, that's a strong statement. I know it. But uh, are people calling in saying they've killed their plants? No, they aren't. That there is, you uh, go. The mm. people have not spoken. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, the uh, when we... We have trouble telling people how much fertilizer to use. And so when we say put a, I think Calvin makes a recommendation of preparing a garden. He put, what do you put, four cups fulls or? or ten, ten cups for 100 square feet. Yeah, ten cups to 100 square feet. Now, how many gardeners do you think would go out with a cup and measure out ten cups? And figure out what a hundred square feet is. What do they? Do? What do most gardeners do? They just dump it in a bucket and broadcast it. On it. Well, I use a hand shovel sometimes, but sometimes I do use a cup. Yeah, but a hand, a hand trough. And and most of the time, those people that just broadcast it out there don't think that they've got enough till they can see the white fertilizer. On top of the ground. Yeah, that's that. W what that's qu more. Quite often happens is on the lawn. They use a lot more. Than yeah. Oh yeah. But the neat thing about this 50% slow release is that only 50% of that nitrogen is available at the time that you put it down. Then so uh, that can save a lot of plants. Three or four months later, you're. Yeah. It's all released over a long period. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's the safest fertilizer to use. And then, of course, for containers, we use copious amounts of osmocote. Right. Which is uh, another slow-release fertilizer that you put in container plants. But you shouldn't use the 1959 in containers. No. Yes. No. I'm correct. Yes. Well, if you were going to use a fertilizer and container and you didn't want to buy 1959, I mean, uh, 
Osmico. Mm -hmm. 1959 would be your best choice. Hmm. If you could control yourself to only use a small amount because of the nitrogen, immediate release nitrogen in there, 50%. Uh, and it would kill your... I'm uh, gonna, I can't really remember, but I think it was Jerry that recommended somebody use a herbicide and said, just, just use a limited amount and this will work fine. And then the within a, a month or so, the, he got this <laughs> photograph of this bare ground <laughs> where the, 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 they, they said, I think we used more than you recommended, <laughs> and it, it killed everything that was out there. I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't? Uh oh. I think Calvin is showing his age. He's hallucinating. But Jerry, and Jerry says, I, I probably shouldn't do this because that, that, that's one of the issues is you. The, the, the recommendation for using fertilizer is really pretty reasonable. Yeah. But folks have a tendency to <laughs> not follow the label or to say. They want well, to see the fertilizer. Yeah. And it would be if this if little bit works or twice as much. Lower. There you go. So. I believe in that. Uh. All right. <laughs> well, here, you hold on to that. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment to. Uh, so you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and we're broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 Verde Road. And uh, we encourage you to come on by and uh, visit with us, like so many folks out here. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's crowded, but not real crowded. So it's a good day to come. It's a nice, pretty day. And if anybody has ever killed a plant with 19.59 fertilizer, slowly fertilizer. Please call in now. Actually, they can call in and just tell Al, and he can take a tabulation. Of oh, it. okay. All right. Back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And up toll free, 866-308-8867. But uh, we are having technical difficulties today, so it kind of gave that one out of habit. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll keep talking to you. Well, just uh, tell them to call in if they've killed a plant with fertilizer. If you've killed a plant with fertilizer, tell Al. <laughs> he uh, wants to hear about it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going back to the trees. Uh, you know, if your tree looks uh, less than uh, healthy uh, and you think it's because of the cold, uh, the weather we had. Uh, and uh, so uh, you don't, uh, other than occasional watering, the, these are what the, uh, the arborists recommend. You don't want to overwater your trees, lest the roots be flooded with water and lack of oxygen they need to breathe. So uh, everybody recommends patience. Even even fertilization should be avoided 
uh, unless the tree is experiencing a specific nutrient deficiency. Well, <laughs> a lot of people said, oh, hell no, I've already fertilized my trees. Try to make them look better. Don't worry. Well, it okay. as long makes, as you water. makes some people feel much better when they fertilize. Oh, it. yeah. That's always the first thing to think about is fertilization. Uh, if they if they think their tree is dead, t- tell them to use miracle grow. Yeah. Or <laughs> wish it would grow. <laughs> Fertilization leads to growth spurts, and when a tree is putting its energy into growth, any energy that could be applied to defense goes down. In other words, it's been dandies. Uh and as far as insecticides and fungicides, uh, stressed trees are more susceptible to disease and insect infection. But again, uh, this guy named Bevins and Riley counsel patients. There's no need for preventative treatment, and insect inf- infestations and diseases should be treated on a case-by-case basis. So uh, they they go into a lot of these things that uh, that uh, and he said he made a good statement said when it comes to our trees especially our mature trees oftentimes the more we do the more harm we cause well and I don't know if people realize too that uh, some, sometimes. A uh, large oak tree on a lot can be at least half the value of that. Oh uh, yeah, that lot. So you, you, it's uh, we have an affection uh, for the the trees on a lot, but also the the value and the economic importance oh, yeah. is people get is upset. something to watch out. <laughs> the, we we figured that out when we had those. Uh, I think you did a lot of those oak wilt uh, clinics, and they would fill up. I mean, the rooms would fill up, and it would be overflowing when you got talking about things that would kill your oak trees. (laughs) So people got serious about it. And that's when we had some people come out saying, I I have a cure for oak wilt. I know the cure for oak wilt. There is no cure for oak wilt, okay? Uh, we've been looking for it for 30 years. Relatively right? easy to prevent <laughs> it if you stay alert and follow the recommended uh, treatments. But once you got it in the neighborhood, boy, it's tough. It's tough to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, because you have to get rid of those roots where yeah. they, it passes from root to root. And uh, talk about it. Uh, a horticultural issue becomes a, uh, a social issue, too. Oh, yeah. Who, who <laughs> let that uh, disease get in the neighborhood? <laughs> who didn't do their duty by painting uh, those wounds? <laughs> yeah. If by mid-July you have, no, have zero leaves on them, that tree's dead. said Riley, one of the guys, if they have small, poor showing of leaves, you might wait until next year to make that call. It could improve. 
So uh, he's been pretty conservative. <laughs> in any case, the consensus among professionals at Texas A&M Forest Service and across the state is simple and direct: be patient. But uh, I tell you what, I think I mentioned it last weekend. <laughs> Even my son Jeremy uh, noticed this, that the best-looking leafed-out tree in the neighborhood is Chinese pistache, which I'm worrying about promoting anymore it's, uh, because of the Well, it grows so seeds. easy to grow in your neighborhood. Yeah, the seedlings <laughs> going, taking over the ditch in the back. Uh, I guess tomorrow we'll talk about uh, how to deal with crepe myrtles, hmm. how to cut them down, and they're already blooming. Make them come back. Yeah, but the pink ones are blooming all around town. Yeah, isn't it a little early? <laughs> no, no. It's May, so almost May tenth. Uh, okay, it? yeah, yeah. It just seems early for them. Everybody, everybody, because of the cold weather and everything. Thanks that things are early. Oh, okay. I can't believe that we're not selling tomatoes now. But <laughs> that's the wise thing to do. Right. Because uh, it's, you're going to get hot, I think. It's, it's typical in Texas to get hot in the summer. Typical, yes. <laughs> so uh, it's too late to plant sometimes. Did your uh, peas... Finally, make it. Are they made? Are they producing sweet peas? Yeah, yeah. Kind of a afterthought. I didn't really give them a lot of attention, but then they, a number of the plants, uh, especially the violet, violet-colored plants, uh, no. are blooming up a storm. Nice fragrance too. Of course, sweet peas are notorious for that wonderful fragrance. <laughs> so that, that's did, why we grow them. They did well. Oh, yeah. But uh, accidentally. As I was speaking of a wonderful fragrance, you know, last weekend I was ranting and raving about how sweet the jasmine down mm-hmm. the hill was smelling. I think you and I stopped back there to. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> to that couple. Imbibe. <laughs> you imbibe fragrance? Good enough for me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the. Uh, uh, there, there's some still back there, Milton, but mm. they thinned the herd quite a bit. I bet they sold. Oh, All you yeah, had to do they did. Oh man, you could, had to have one. And mine, mine on the my backyard fence came back. Oh, good. Yeah, and the uh, Asian jasmine, the ground cover. I think Neil has a question about uh, oh. the Asian jasmine, but. Uh, they burn back, burn off the fence, froze off the fence. And so <laughs> I saw my neighbor out there picking off the dead stems yesterday. But uh, the the Asian jasmine should be cut down to the ground. Don't worry, to the ground, lawnmower close. Hmm. And uh, they'll re-sprout. That's going to be tough for people to do, too. Yeah. I do mine all the time. Uh, in the front yard, 
I use Asian jasmine kind of as a grass in the shade. And uh, from a distance, it stays green. Hmm. So, uh, which the Asian jasmine doesn't do. Uh, uh, I mean, the uh, one grass of the, doesn't one do of the in keys the shade. That you do, uh, there is it's in the shade. I know we had a, uh, some, a few years ago, uh, one of the uh, oh, com- computer-related uh, factories was trying to grow Asiatic jasmine in full sun, baked sun at at, gra- at lawn level. Yeah. And it just didn't. It just didn't. The data. But all they had to do was go up to like six inches tall, mm-hmm. and then that did fine. Cut it kind of like you do a St. Augustine. Or your uh, favorite buffalo town. grass. Yeah. That, you can plant that in buffalo grass. Uh, uh, we had mentioned Calvin's article, and he got a picture of his favorite bed straw seed. Oh. Yeah, which stick to animals' coats and are particularly pesky if you have a pet that goes in and out of the house, which I do. Uh, and uh, Calvin saying not let them go to go to seed. Now I have let my annual bluegrass go to seed because I can't buy seed. I had uh, our web searchers search for annual bluegrass seed couldn't find it however there's one golf course that uh, used that specifically and they grow their own seed and collect their own seed but uh, it'll it'll be good enough for a golf course uh, you know if you grow it but that is only one golf course and it's a professional golf course too but uh I still think that's a that's a good grass, but uh, all all you find when you do a search for annual bluegrass is uh, ways to get rid of it. But some people haven't evolved like we have, Calvin, (laughs) to use use a sustainable uh, winter lawn. Yeah, use a very adapted grass. as a, a sustainable winter lawn. You Only took us about 40 years uh, to, <laughs> uh, to go with our horse herb. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody likes horse herb, too. Except you think. <laughs> It'll well, take a little while long, longer than your bluegrass. Probably. Is your horse herb coming back? Kevin? Yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not like uh, past years. Slow, where it's, yeah. yeah. But there are individual plants. And then in the uh, uh, the, gar- the gardens, the vegetable and flower gardens that I've, uh, I'm not actively using, the horse herb is really taking charge there. Mm-hmm. And I, I want uh, who's a, who's that horse herb lady? Evelyn. Evelyn. Don't make not fun to of not to worry. If her horse herb is not coming back. We'll put together a group that'll come over and transplant the horse herb society. The horse herbs, to from the, uh, she said they had a good stand out in the alley, back alley, and so we can plant transplant some of that into the yard. 
Actually, I have seen yards in our neighborhood that were nothing but horse herb. And when mowed, it looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. Especially in the summer. Got flowers on it. Well, it's not what looks good. It's green. Uh, the rest of the lawns <laughs> are not green. Did you see those flowers on it? Yeah, but that's not. It's beautiful. It is? Okay. And Calvin says the butterflies attract it. Okay. Okay, Calvin's looking good. Okay. <laughs> Can I get out of here? <laughs> the uh, Neil Sperry got a, got a, some questions about uh, uh, resets. Resets trees were hit hard. They said some of them, uh, they think that uh, that it, some of them are not coming back because it's a, Neil says it's a, it's a, he said are subtropical in their origin and February pretty well did them in for many Texas gardeners. And that, that's the one that blooms pretty yellow all the time in the spring. Is he saying it's not a native? No. He said they're subtropical in their origins. Do we think it's native? Oh, yeah, I think it is a native. We said it's a native. I don't think people transplanted it from uh, Florida or Columbia or and into Texas. <laughs> like you said, Neil got a question. That our Asian jasmine has been in his bed for 35 years. And was more than a foot tall in places. Mine's grown in the trees, and it's 40 years old. The freeze really did a number on it. I started to cut it back, but now I'm wondering if I did the right thing. Should I continue? Uh, we'll have to answer that tomorrow. <laughs> we've run out of time today. What? I know, so stay tuned tomorrow to find out what Neil said. That was Neil, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on The Answer.